to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. All right. Well, hey, good morning. Um, welcome to the Faith Lift Sisters. We are finishing up our study of Hebrews today. This whole week, we are finishing up our study of Hebrews. So chapter 13 is what we're working in today. Um, and we're just going to take a little snippet, chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. Um, and uh, as we go through the week, our verses will uh, grow in number. But we're just going to ease you into it this first this first episode. So Terry, you want to read for us? Sure do. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourself were suffering. Sorry. We're remembering you as as if you are if we're suffering with you. That's right. <laughs> um, this is just so like the the last chapter of Hebrews is kind of the summation, right? It's like a oh, this is how I always think of it. It's like um, I'm running out of paper <laughs> and I'm running out of time. So <laughs> let me get these last few things in. These are like the key things that you need to know and big reminders. So here we go. Just remember these little last things as I'm signing off. That is so true of this chapter. You're right. Yeah. I mean, when we look back at it, it was like building a case, building a case. Go back to the Old Testament. Go back mm-hmm. to the Old Testament. Go back to the Old Testament. Then the chapter of faith on 11, and then putting it into practice in 12. And so now it's 13. It's like, let's just sum this all up. Right. Yeah. Clarifying. Yeah. When I uh, was taking my notes, <clears throat> I just wrote down at the top, just a few final thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. When I love how it ties all back, it all ties back to loving one another. Mm-hmm. That God so loved us that he gave his only son. And so now what are we supposed to do with that? We're supposed to turn around and love others and be willing to give ourselves for them. So all back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of scripture verses about, um, like, even what did Jesus and and Paul say about it? And um, Jesus says, people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. And I, yeah, like Angie, I think that is, like, so key. Um, If we're constantly nipping at each other and putting each other down and telling you you're doing it wrong and whatever that doesn't show the world it shows them dissension and division and jesus one of the things he focused on was that we would all be one you know one body connected to him as the head of it so we need to make sure we're um, aware of that all the time and what we're presenting to the world yeah, in a real way, though, not making sure that we're real shiny and put together and um, that we are showing our humanity, but that we are showing our humanity in love. 
Mm-hmm. Cause who wants to be part of something that where people are always backstabbing and talking trash and, you know, throwing people under the bus. Who wants to be part of that? And I think he's saying to be there for each other. I mean, if you're in prison, that's not a very good place to be, right? It certainly wasn't in Paul's day and it's certainly not today. Um, but he wants us to be there for those people that are in prison and to kind of line ourselves up with the ones who are suffering, to get in there and get our hands dirty, I think, um, and to really be a part of other people's lives. Um, not just a, oh, I love you and see you later, but a love that takes some form of action um, that sacrifices its own convenience for the other person. I think it's kind of important that we remember that. You know, we can't just love in word. We have to love in deed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you were saying um, who wants to be a part of something that's so filled with division and yeah. like that's why people divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I know we're struggling as a country with all this division. It's like, what do we, and, and, it's, and, and it's division around our identity. And I'm not talking so much about, um, you know, our country or whatever, but I'm certainly talking right now as Christians. They had a huge amount of pressure on them, and they had a huge amount of pressure coming, right? And pressure can often add a lot of division. You know, people getting angry. Well, you said it this way. That's so wrong. This isn't right. This is the, and there's so much potential for that. So I think this was a call to stay unified in love. To, from our very identi- identity, talk about what it is to be a Christian. Talk about what it is to love someone. Talk about that brotherly love, you know. And then I can bring it back to our country. It's like, talk about what it is to be American. Yeah. Talk about what it is as, as a country that is sacrificial. And how do we look? And, and what does that look like? And you're right, within all of that, um, there are problems. And there's not ignoring that. And so that's the same thing here. When we look back at the Christianity, it's like there's, there's people in prison. There are people being persecuted. There is a lot of, pro- there are a lot of problems going on. I think in this time too, there were the Judaizers who were coming behind and trying to um, distort the gospel. It's like when we come back to our identity and who we are and we talk about that and we affirm that, and we act on that. I love that, Angie. It's not just saying it. It's actually taking action towards it. That can make a huge difference. I, I think these Christians were being called out of their cultural identity. Um, and yeah. I think today we are too as Christians. You know, we have to, we have to be willing to let everything else go to serve Jesus mm-hmm. um, because there are going to be times where our culture is going to conflict with our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to be willing to say, well, you know what? I, I'm a follower of Jesus first and then my culture can come into play, but, but my, I am not going to be ruled by my culture. I'm going to be ruled by my faith in him, my relationship with him. I think that's hard sometimes. For everybody, not just for Americans, but for other other cultures too, for racial issues and for other religions. I think it, it's kind of across the board. 
but these these Christians had been Jews, and so mm-hmm. they had to walk away from that Jewish culture and embrace um, a new culture. Uh, and that cannot have been easy, especially with all the outside forces that were bearing down on them too, all the persecution. Um, I'm sure it was a it was a real push on all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty soon their culture will be challenged at the level of. And do you believe this? Because you'll die if you do. Because then we're going to throw you in that lion's yeah. pit. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And we've never been pushed that far. Mm-hmm. You know, the the farthest is maybe have your friends unfriend you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, about I, as bad as it gets, right? To be canceled out like that. But yeah. um, no one's ever threatened our lives because of our faith. I think some people have been, though, like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of basically thrown out of their family. Oh, yeah. You know, if you um, come out of a family that is, you know, really rough and rough around the edges and without Christianity in their lives and stuff, and then you become a Christian, oh, boy, yeah, you know. It's um, it can be it can be really rough, and then to go back into that, you know, family dinners, um, holidays and stuff, it can be pretty tough. Yeah. Not unto death, though. You're right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm even thinking like that division. Like you come out of a family. I'm not going at specific denominations, but a Presbyterian versus a Lutheran versus a Methodist versus a Assemblies of God versus, you know, it's like yeah. you change a denomination, even within Christianity, people start fighting about all that stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, just yeah. stay with the things that keep you identified and connected as Christian. You know, those all represent our division. And we don't need to stand on that division. We need to stand with Jesus. Yeah. Yep. You're noodling over there, Suzanne. I am. <laughs> I am. So, you know, kind of talking about the division and um, how do you, and, and not getting caught up in the division and knowing that, um, like, denominationally, there are different aspects of things. Um, how do you not just welcome people who have stepped out of a religion because I like I know of people who live in this country live within 10 miles of me who have left their family's belief system and turned to Christianity and it is like they blew up their family right like you are no longer welcome here you are dead to us so it's not a physical death but it really is like a relational death like you're out the end no, they- we don't we don't have a we don't have a a child anymore. Yeah, and there are some even within the area where we live, where it is kind of a matter of life and death. If you leave that family and that religion, um, yeah, they throw you out, right? Physically too. It's not just an emotional throwing out; it's a physical one. And oftentimes, in the name of honor, there have been some some killings. It's so it it is dangerous it, out there. It we is. haven't experienced that, but but there are other Christians who have. Right. Um, yeah. So even taking like setting that, ex- because I, 
I think we could probably all feel like that's, we can agree that that's pretty extreme. Um, that that is not just a, I don't agree with you, but I can still love you. Right. right. <laughs> um, so like I encountered somebody who, um, relatively recently, just within a relatively similar denomination said, like, if this isn't what you believe, we don't love you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, if that's this situation, like, how do you even show that person who is like not claiming you anymore? How do you show that love? And then also, how do you as Christians, how do we wrap our, our arms around those who are in that situation? This is so interesting. It, we pray. We pray for them, right? And, and it's, uh, we pray for that reconciliation. My thought is someone's in prison. Maybe it is me. I don't know. But God, if it is, open my eyes. But Lord, if it's them, Lord, open their eyes and mm-hmm. help us come back together, God. Because he did specifically ask us to pursue unity, you know, and to be together and to connect with each other. And um, so it's a prayer. And maybe my heart has to change. You know, maybe there's an anger in my heart that has to be gone. Just do my work. Do what I need to do. And I, it really got me thinking, this, this conversation that I had with this person really challenged my thinking because... Um, like, we just, we're like, whoever you are, you're welcome here, period. <laughs> like, whatever your beliefs are, whatever your social inclinations are, whatever, like, whatever it is, whoever you are, you are welcome into our home. Because I we fully believe that that's who Jesus has called us to be. <laughs> like, does that mean that I, <laughs> does that mean that you can, um, you know, do a line of cocaine in my, in my kitchen table? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> no. not. You know, but you as a person are welcome in my home, um, whatever that looks like, because we're called to love everyone. And um, we kind of, the 13.2 says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Right. And then I, I kind of, that was the verse that really stuck in my head for this section here. Um, and the in the Jewish culture, it in my Bible, it says here, um, the highly regarded ancient virtue of hospitality included lodging and feeding trustworthy travelers in one's home. So this is, yes, trustworthy. So this is not like pull the junkie off the street and, and bring them home. Sometimes we are called to do that, but we have to have wisdom as to how that is going on, right? Um nice. Anyway, and just thinking about the hospitality aspect of it and and how if we turn people away and we say, like, Jesus loves you, but you can't come here. Like, what is that showing? Anyway, that's kind of a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's right. I mean, easy... I struggle with that, too. It's like yeah. inviting strangers into my home. Into These home. days, it's a little... It's a little dicey. I, you know, I have a hard time with that. Yeah. Um, so let's flip that a little bit because so many churches in biblical times met in people's homes. 
So let's flip that because we all know that we cannot just pick a guy up and bring him home. Right. <laughs> That's right, Susan. For many reasons. Suzanne. For many reasons. <laughs> Get that clear. Okay. Um, but but how many times in our churches do we say you can't you Jesus loves you, but you can't come here or you're not welcome here until you get XYZ straightened yeah. out. Yeah. Or what does that look like? But, so maybe we take this in our context too. Um, by so doing, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it in our churches. For sure. I think that has happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, because I, I think churches got that same mentality that's out there in the world that, you know, you have to be a certain way before we're going to help you. You got to clean up your act. You got to, um, which is, it, it totally takes the, the power of the living God out of the equation. If that's, if that's what you're saying, um, because I can remember as a teenager, um, it was kind of during that Jesus revolution time. And um, we had people that were high as kites come to the altar and walk away healed and saved. And I mean, the power of God can change something, but you've got to bring them in. Mm -hmm. You've got to let them be introduced to Jesus for that to happen. And if we're like, no, you know, you, you don't really belong here then that's never going to happen for those people. So we do have to open our arms and we do have to know that um, our God is a consuming fire. And when we introduce people to him, when we open up a, a, a an avenue for them to come to know him, maybe through us, but come to know him, however that may play out, um, that God is the only one who can really change a heart. And so um, it's not up to us to be the gatekeeper for that. Um, we should have our arms open so that all can come. All are welcome, right? Um, and then it's up to God to do the miraculous and to take them out of this fallen world and bring them into the kingdom of his son. Mm -hmm. But I do think we get, we get really funny about that, you know, and as, especially when it comes time to serve, um, you know, I've, I've known people who were having trouble in their marriage and so then they weren't allowed to be on the worship team anymore or um, crazy stuff like that. Who needs the worship team more than somebody that's having trouble in their marriage? Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to let people, they're, they're, we're human and so they're, we're going to be in all kinds of circumstances. But we have to be very careful not to say just because you're in that circumstance that precludes God from working in your life. Mm -hmm. and I well, think Suzanne, I, I like what you said um, when you said earlier that uh, these early Christians were meeting in homes. And so their homes, they opened their homes to people and uh, to come in here. And, um, so I thought about that. We've, we've done uh, in-home Bible studies and we've been, to other people's homes for in-home Bible studies. And that, I didn't think of that 
as being a part of this situation, but really you are inviting strangers in. If you put your name out there that you'll host Mm -hmm. and people sign up, they're just looking at an age group or a geographic location or whatever. You, you don't know those people. Right. You know, until later on. So I guess, I guess that counts. It counts. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Yeah. It is interesting though, that God would allow angels. He would use angels I think I always found it fascinating that he kind of threw that in there. Don't forget to entertain people because you could be entertaining an angel. Um, I always thought, wow, that's kind of a, woo, that's a big deal. Yeah. And we wouldn't know it. I, I wonder if an angel would be inappropriate or not a believer in God like that. That doesn't fit for me. Um. I don't know. Not like I no, know. No, I but. would say those angels would be um, maybe messengers. I don't know that they're, I don't think they're talking about fallen angels. I think they're talking about angels of God. Right, right. And I think one of the things about that might be that they would have a sense of God. Yeah. You know, and they would be able to talk about God. We usually think back when angels made a visitation, like to Abraham. Mm-hmm. to lot you know they came with a with a message right right um, so and they I don't also know that, came i think with a presence with a presence yeah because yeah. abraham was right away oh my oh, gosh yeah get the fatted calf you know get things yeah. going here we've got these special guys these special men who have come here and we are going to treat them right the same with lot he saw them. They didn't walk up and say, we're angels from God. Oh, you no. know, I mean, he recognized a knowing. Yeah. He kind of, and so I don't know if, you know, if there would be that sort of uh, presence about them that we would think something special about that one, you know, about that guy or that girl. Um, I think we might sense that because don't you sense that sometimes even with someone, a person? I do when I'm with you, know? you ladies. Well, and the same, yeah. I think we can sense the presence of God in someone else. I think, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. We're drawn to it because we're yeah. created to be drawn to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so was, no, go ahead. No, just like kind of, so being aware of what your whole, the Holy Spirit's telling you when you're with someone, it's like, it's okay to have boundaries and say, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. but our position in general should be, to visit the ones in prison, to be with those who um, need, and to not have to make them be Christians first. Right. You know, but to recognize the suffering and go into it, engage it. Yeah. To uh, hop out of our little holy huddle and, <laughs> and really kind of stretch sometimes. Yeah. So, and then oh. what? Although we were just talking about a Faithless Sisters World Tour because we all want to go to Florida right now. <laughs> we are, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. That's a real us for and no more kind of thing. <laughs> like a holy huddle for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think that kind of covers our, our little three verses yeah. um, for the day. But um, yeah. So Angie, do you want to pray for us today? I would love to. Okay. Father, we love your word, and we're so grateful that you gave it to us. Um, it's 
it reveals who you are. And Father, we, we love you for exactly who you are. And we see how you love us and that you want us to love others in the same way. Lord, we are very grateful that you have given us this new life. And Father, we pray that you will put that love in our hearts for others so that we will always be available to share it. Um, There are a lot of unloved people out there in the world, Father. I think that's part of what's going on right now is we are not in relationship um, with you or with other people who can really love us unconditionally. And so, Father, I pray that you will draw men to yourself. Your word says that it's the goodness of God that draws people to you. And so, Father, I pray that through our lives and through the study of your word, we'll show forth your goodness and other people will be drawn to you. Father, thank you for this time. I ask your blessing on everyone that's been listening. I pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit will reveal your great love um, to everyone who's been under your word this morning. And I thank you and praise you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>